Do you know, we were talking yesterday about those moments where you realize you're like an old man. Like, welcome back into the Plank Show on the Ref. That's Josh on Plank. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey, good text. I'm going to get I, uh, <laughs> I just absolutely, positively find myself, Josh, in a place today where everything, and I do mean everything, has been thrown off kilter by just literally oversleeping by... Ten minutes. Yes. It's like, and I'm not a routine-oriented person, just to be honest with you. I'm just, that's not me. Never, never, like, to, not, not as much as some, anyways. Try like, to be. Right, Gay Bikert is a very routine-oriented. I think the kids have really messed with his routine. But, you know, I'm just, I'm in this position right now where I'm realizing I'm getting older because I'm getting mad at <laughs> every little thing that happens involving, like, the, the youths. The youths. So, realizing I'm an old man. I saw the Ryan Broyles tweet yesterday, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, get you commit and you get to wear the uniform, right? And then you see it on, on social media last night. And I, I, I will say the nation is restless. Would be a fair way to put it, right, Josh? With with recruiting right now. I don't, oh yeah, we're getting there. Okay, but so signs that you're an old man, dude. I was, I was, I was so angry. So angry whenever I was driving in today and someone had their radio up loud with their windows down. It's like, understand that there are people trying to work in this community? And meanwhile, I was that kid 30 years ago that would have been just, and probably still today. Now today, instead of jamming, I don't know, two live crew, it's the podcast that I'm listening to about Scamanda or the the FTX guy. But I've really reached that point, man. I've got to start. I've got to start accepting the aging process, which gets me to reason number one why I realize I'm an old man. Whenever we get the MacBook Pro out, the reading glasses come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you ready to do this? You ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The, at the top of the show, I brought up. I did not read the Big 12 projection piece from Shehan J. Raja. Didn't. Not yet. I had promised myself to do it. Live on the air with Josh Hellman. So we've got a three-prong attack here. We do. We can dive into this right now on schedule as planned. We could hit what's been a myriad of awesome Knippelmeyer Chevrolet texts, or we can start rolling through some calls at 405-329-9000 on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Let's let's do what we said we were going to do. Let, okay. Let's, let's dive right. into this here. On hold, hang in there. Now, I scrolled down a little bit. I didn't go to Oklahoma, but I scrolled down a little bit. But to kind of give you the idea, I, I think in a world that's being talked about with over-under win totals, this isn't being talked about point spread winners. This is, hey, they're going to win this game. This is how we view them as an, an over-under, whether we're buying or selling the over or the under. Right. Okay. Make, make sure I explain that well. Because there are some numbers here that when we bring it up, it's like, Wait, the half? No, no. They're just saying that's where their over-under win total is, and this is where Shehan thinks they're going to end up. He does bring up that nine of the new 14 members of the Big 12 have Vegas over-unders between five and seven wins. And Houston ranks at the back of the pack with a 5.0 over-under win total. Interesting. And that's the bottom. That's the that's the worst in the Big Twelve. That's I mean that's not that bad though. UCF checks in as the only newcomer projected to make a bowl game 
with a line of seven over under seven, Oklahoma and Texas at seven, all right, nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Nine and a half. Big number. Let's go. Yeah. Well, it's Oklahoma. All right. Well, let's just do, uh, do you want to just go on down and, and do Oklahoma? Yeah. Let's, okay, let's, okay. Let me, let's do just that. All right. We needed music for this, too. I, I know. I need to. Here, hang on a second. It's, okay, I'm looking at this. I am going to get. Ve- we may want to make sure that everything is up to snuff for the FCC here. I am. I'm starting to get that. Uh, I'm starting to get that feeling just perusing over this right now. It's like, oh, no, this is really going to trigger me right now whenever I start looking at this and reading through it. All right. So here we go. Oklahoma's over-under win total is nine and a half. Pretty big number, right? They project losses to Texas at TC uh, at Oklahoma State and to TCU. TCU. Josh, I say it again. TCU. Texas Christian University. Um. The Sooners were gifted perhaps the easiest schedule in the Big 12 to rebound from a miserable 6-7 and seven campaign. But setting the bar at 10 wins is still high. The offense lost essentially all of its proven playmakers, while the defense has major gaps to fill after finishing number 122 nationally in total defense. How dare you disrespect Jalil Farouk? Is Dylan Gabriel considered a playmaker that's coming back? I think I think he's talking, talking more skill position. Yeah, Marvin Mims. Man. I mean, you could just write that. You could just say, hey, the team's lost Marvin Mims. Close game luck. Oh, that's going to make Sean mad. Close game luck should normalize after <laughs> an especially unlucky season. But more than half, Eddie, half of Oklahoma's schedule could be coin flip games. You say unlucky, I say bad. Even though the Sooners were down, oh, let me refer. Even though the Sooners are down, expect the program to get everyone's best shot, especially the new additions who only get to play Oklahoma once as a conference opponent. He takes the under at 9.5. So, right now, you could book it. I give you the 12 game schedule, nine and three. Your losses are Texas, Oklahoma State, and TCU. I don't know how OU's going to lose to Oklahoma State. Are you taking that right now? I'm not. If, if they're able to say, bro, after last year, 6-7, and 9-3, and three, sure, you lose to Oklahoma State, but you know, who, knows where they, who knows where they might be by the time you get to them, right? So I, I don't know, dude. I'm just – I pass. I, I'm not convinced that uh, either Oklahoma State or TCU will be as good as anybody thinks. I'm a little bit more confident in TCU. Right. But to me, they're a massive fallback candidate right. nationally. That's an easy team to pick out. Oklahoma State, I've been saying it for a while. I think there's a chance they're one of the worst teams in the league. Young coordinators. I like Bowman, you know, bits and pieces that we've seen, but I think they're taking a step back at quarterback, even with him. Ari, Ari Timken picked Alan Bowman as his preseason offensive player of the year. There's no way he's going to win that award. <laughs> what? All right, let me – I always – everyone, when they bring up TCU, just to, to play along with this, 
everyone always says, yeah, but Oklahoma is going to have that short week coming off the TCU game. I'm sorry, coming off the BYU game. I mean, in the final Big 12 game in Norman? Yeah, in the final Big 12 game in Norman. You, th- you think OU's losing <laughs> to TCU? But you're, you're you're throwing in there a TCU team that had, had would have been home since November 1st, uh, November 11th, excuse me, and will be coming off back-to-back games against Texas and Baylor. And we don't know what Baylor's going to be, but we know at the very least they're going to be a physical defense under Dave Aranda, or at least – They've shown the potential to be. Um, if you had to rank potential losses for Oklahoma, I would not have had any of. Uh, I would not have had Oklahoma State nor TCU on that list. You would have had Texas. I mean, I, I think everybody goes there at right. Cincinnati. Scares me a little bit. Yeah, just because that being their first Big Twelve game, and I do think Oklahoma is infinitely better at. Well, I know the quarterbacks don't square off against each other. But Kansas at Kansas scares me a little bit, just because of the offense. Yeah, the scares me a little bit. I, I hope by that point Oklahoma's got a dominating defense, and you're like, look at what these beasts are doing at Brigham Young. Scares the hell out of me. I, it's everything about it, the timing of it, where it falls on the schedule. It's just everything about that. Josh is, ugh, ugh. What are we doing here? Don't know why, because I think BYU is. Terrible. They lost their starting quarterback. They lost their best receiver. Terrible. If Oklahoma is good, a lot of these games shouldn't be altogether scary. On paper, Oklahoma State, it, it's easy to see where you're replacing Spencer Sanders. Mm-hmm. Skill guys, okay, who do you feel great about? Arlen Bruce you brought over from Iowa. Need to see that he's going to be this big difference maker. I mean, there's a lot of questions for Oklahoma State. Kansas defensively was – I mean, if you think OU was bad, so was Kansas defensively. Okay, let me let me add one more question to this. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, road trip, but we're what going about up. Cincinnati do you say, okay, this is this great team? They're not very good at quarterback. I, and I'm judging everything right now by quarterback because it's still early in my offseason prep. It's like, who's is their quarterback any good? <laughs> no, it's terrible. Tyler Shuck? Oh, well, they might win the whole thing. Dude, I, did I – I'm still shocked by how big Tyler Shuck was. When I stood next to him, I'm like, whoa, you're, you're really tall. Like one of those people like, you look a lot shorter on TV. But anyway, I, I digress. So if, if Shayon Jayaraja, our man at CBSSports.com, Josh Hellman, if that's the way this season plays out, there's so much context that needs to be given to this too, right? There's some because it's like, well, what happened in the games they lost? How were were they shootouts? Were they low? But just at its surface, if that's the way that it plays out, successful season, it's a three game improvement over last year, and you're probably going to a, a much more high profile bowl. Need context? Yeah, I know, right? I would Sorry. say no because you you lost to both Texas and Oklahoma State, and. And it's not a great schedule, and you would have, you know, lost three conference games. It's you would have finished poorly again. Right. I mean, I, that that would be, I think, problematic for Oklahoma. That you don't want that to be uh, the the trend to the program. Mm. Where what two of the the final four you would have lost? Right. Just absolutely, just absolutely, kind of a tough call because if if it, those it would be it would be the definition of what it is it'd be mediocre for Oklahoma standards if those were one score games where they got beat late then you're like 
Uh, with a little, but if there are games that ended anywhere close to where a couple of those L's did early last year, I don't know. And if you get beat handily by Texas, sure. If that, ha- I mean, that alone, it is what it is. Given that you're you're both going to the SEC together, and this is the final year in this conference, if you're not, if you don't win that game mm-hmm. outright, or you're not highly highly competitive. It's almost like the rest of the season, unless right. you win the Big 12 or avenge that game, that first game versus Texas, it's almost – that's going to leave a sour taste in folks' mouths. The offense lost essentially all of its proven playmakers. I don't, I don't know if I like buy that. I'm really putting too much stock into Drake Stoops being back, and I'm really putting too much stock into the return of Austin Stogner, and I'm really putting too much stock – well, and Stogner wasn't on this roster a year that's ago. That's true. So, that's I mean, true. It is a transfer portal addition. Maybe I'm putting too much stock in Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk. I mean, it really, yeah. But ultimately, to me, that's Marvin Mims is gone and uh, and Willis is gone. And there were times last year where things happened that had never happened before offensively. And it's unfair because it was one game without your quarterback, but you you get what I'm saying. It, it's basically Shahan saying, too, I think, Plank, that, yeah, I need to see it with Jalil Farouk. I think that's true, too. Okay, should I look at Texas here real quick before we break? Yeah. All right, I'll read the whole thing during the break. I'll save you the drama of it. But, okay, I'm I'm not as triggered as I thought I would be. But let me see what he says about Texas. Oh, he's got them losing two games. Losses at Houston and at TCU. Dude, I'm done believing in Houston. I'm sorry. They've burned me so damn much. <laughs> I'm so done with Houston and Dana Holgerson. Uh, all right. He's got all the – whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on here. Hold on here. He's got them 10-2. and two. He's got one of their wins at Alabama. What? <laughs> it's a mystery. Did you, did you know this? You had seen this, hadn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I'm telling you. A lot of people are picking that. It's nuts. I don't know how you could, outside of, yeah, they played tough last year in Austin. Do you guys know who Alabama is? Do you know who Texas has been? You think they're going to Tuscaloosa and winning that game. Okay. Okay. Well, that didn't didn't click until I looked at it. Holy. uh, Okay. Rattle this around your brain. Shayon thinks they're going to Alabama and winning and then losing two games to these teams in the Big 12. Explain that. Okay, I'm a little bit shook right now. We might need a break to recover from this. Oof. What's their justification? Does he even – it's like he doesn't even mention it in his in his breakdown. It's almost as if he just thought he'd slide it in there and not justify it or anything. <laughs> no, no big deal. They're winning at Bama. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. He's got him picked to beat Alabama and doesn't even mention it in his breakdown. They return a former number one quarterback recruit. An excellent offensive. They do have a really good offensive line. I'll give them that. Uh, they add weapons in a talented receiver room and perhaps the best defender in the Big 12 in Jalen Ford. But he's really putting a lot in these rivalry games. Is it Christian Jones that everybody thinks is really, really good? Yeah, they love Christian Jones. That's He is – they're nerding out on him. God, Jordan Whittington is still in school? Is that right? We might we might need to double check that. How could that be? How could might have to fact check you. How could he still lads? be eligible? I I think he had his grandkids were celebrating in the post game with him last year. How can he have any eligibility left? But I'm I'm not even kidding, Josh. I have no problem with what he's saying. But it, 
remind me, Texas and Alabama play in Tuscaloosa, right? That's week two of the schedule, right? The home of Alabama. The home of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And and my man Shahan writes, the biggest complication comes in the form of rivalry games as the Longhorns travel to play all of Baylor, Houston, and TCU. These rivalry <laughs> games. <laughs> Against Baylor, what? Houston, and TCU. I know. That, that, that is a, uh, a shocking development as well. I'm weak. I am, I am weak. <laughs> okay. Those rivalry games <laughs> between R- Baylor, rivalry games and for, TCU. Uh, for B- Baylor, Houston, and TCU. Yeah. I don't right know if they're rivalry games hot. for Texas. All right, we got a break. I got to collect myself. I literally, I made the biggest mistake reading this live on the air. Oh, my, I have tears in my eyes, and I love Shehan. But, and, and who knows, we might end up on Old Takes Exposed in six months from now, and it's like, listen to these local yokels make fun of Texas, <laughs> and they finish 12-0. and 0. But I feel pretty confident about it right now. We did, uh, we did defend Texas a little bit right there at the but end. We mentioned the offensive line, right? <laughs> well, and... I think Texas fans would agree. Yeah, those those aren't our rivals. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Longhorn fans. More than anything else, Texas fans, I'm all caught up in the fact that I'm laughing that they had you beating Alabama on the road. But then I pull back and I'm like, well, they're trying to bring up the challenge of these games at Baylor, at Houston, and at TCU, as opposed to at Alabama and against your ultimate rival, Oklahoma, in the Cotton Bowl. We've at least got your back on that. <laughs> My mind is blown. I got to recover during the break. Which text next? Hang in there on the uh, Riverwind Casino jackpot line. We got True Sooner there, 405-329-9000. Jump in. It's Plank Show on the Ref. I uh, get up, finally had something on that, that made me laugh a little bit. I'm not going to lie. The Price is Right contestant that dislocated his shoulder while he was celebrating yesterday. Did you happen to see this clip? No. It was all over my timeline last night. They had to bring his wife up to spin the wheel for him because oh he was goodness. jumping up and down and celebrating, and he threw out his shoulder. Um, <laughs> and when his wife came up and celebrated, she hit 95 cents, which is as good as you could possibly do. Yeah. Uh, I. Then what happened after that? Get, I, Did they win the showcase? I don't know. That's where the clip cuts off. Well, Apparently, then, I don't know. I would say that's probably a good sign they did not. Uh, the showcase showdown, right. The wife takes over and all the, like they normally do, right, guys? But she took takes over. <coughs> they, uh, <laughs> but she takes over and they win everything. Uh, yeah, well Because done. she's so smart. She's so much smarter. Tennessee wins last night. They will move on to... An elimination game today against LSU, who loses last night. This afternoon, we get Wake. F- what? This afternoon, we get ORU and TCU this afternoon. One, one o'clock. o'clock. Look at us. And then the evening game is that LSU-Tennessee game. I'm here for it, man. I, last, year, last year really reminded me how badly I want to go to Omaha and how badly I want to be there as a fan and hopefully maybe a, well, experience all of we it. can do shows so it's a tax write-off but yeah it's just you know it's the whole vibe the feng shui of it i want to be a part of it i want to go out and cover it and i want to live it at least a couple times before i reach the back nine of my career no doubt me too i mean that was something that as a kid that was uh, you know had had family in iowa and the grocery stores up there would sell these books of tickets right that you could get for you know pretty cheap and it was you know, back, I guess, a little bit before this thing totally blew up mm-hmm. at Rosenblatt and everything, you'd get those books of tickets for 
pretty cheap tickets for the whole college world series yeah. and anyways that was uh that's something we went to every year as uh, the college world series haven't been in a you know since i got into college and stuff and started working but would like to get to go back to omaha at some point true sooner has been incredibly patient through all of our jabbering and yes rambling anger not n- nothing wrong with shayon true sooner what's going on man it's okay it's not using my data so good 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 hey so so you know just kind of a question for you all right a, a statement for you i I've been to a couple of these Spark games. No, right. Spark games. I know. It's, I know that's not on your in your wheelhouse normally, but I'm telling you, pe- people out there, if you want to go see some, if you enjoy OU softball, and you want something that bridges yourself over to the college football season, this is a pretty cool deal. I mean, they've had a, they've had a walk off. They've won all three all all three of their games so far. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. What, I don't know if you've heard anything about oh, it been, or not. It's cool. I'm, I, I'm so happy for Tina. Tina, I mean, yeah. listen, you, you you can say that it's not in our wheelhouse, but just because we haven't brought it up doesn't mean I'm not why I'm not following along. I I guess there's two things that I'm triggered by. Number one, I don't understand broadcasterless video feeds, but okay, but at least yeah. we get the yeah. video feeds, right? And I've been listening right. to DJ Sanchez, and she's been great. So yeah, they're they're fun, man. I, I'll tell you my one concern that I have: we need right. some more. We need more teams. So I hope out, and I because oh, yeah, I definitely I think there is the potential for some good rivalries. We need we need more we need more teams, and I think the WPF really has a chance. I really do. Well, I heard I, I heard they were bringing two more in this year. I guess maybe was it Dallas and Kansas City? I can't remember. But well, they've got Austin, so that'd be cool if Dallas came Austin. on board. Yeah, so I mean, if they can get the thing. You know, it's kind of it's kind of weird only having four teams. You know, but I mean, dang, the thing takes you all the way through August, um, and it's it's the same rules, same fences. I mean, it's. You know, that last night you got to mention last night on their uh, they were in run rule territory and seven to nothing. Oh, um, so so you did get a mention last night, but but it, you know I I wanted to go check it out and I want you know and I went three times over the weekend because I I had a long weekend. But I'm telling you, it's it really is for I I kind of was I kind of went in skeptical and and then I was kind of open minded and I was like, man, I just want to check this out and see if it's something to hang around and wait. For. But it's it's really impressed me. I, I think their promotions. I think they're gonna they're gonna have to promote it a little bit better because I don't know, um, you know, if a, a thirty second uh, talk about it once a week on Channel Nine is gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, but but you know it's 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 impressed me. The play, you know, you get to see Hope Trot one come back and some of these XOU players. She pitched last night against them, you know, and and of course Allo and and the girl that the pitcher from uh, South Carolina is really good. And she's a um, spark. Yeah, she's a spark. So, you know, it's it's a lot better than I than I anticipated, and I think it'll I think it'll be a nice little bridge over to, uh, you know, it's got it's got a lot of the same flair. Uh, we'll see what happens down the road. See if they can keep it afloat. I I think they will. Thanks for the call, True Sooner. I met you, man. It's been really cool. They've been uh, they're off to a great start on the field. I know, I know there were some that when their first one of their first big signings was Kalani. And she hadn't pitched in a minute. I know there were some that were like, what are they even doing? Well, they're putting together a roster that is really committed. I, I just I, – I want people to get committed to it. Tara Henry, when she was on with us, was a bazillion percent right. And one of the things to continue to grow this sport, there has to be a successful professional league. Now, I'm not saying it's, it's going to draw near the audience of, college, of the College World Series, but something that is sustainable and profitable. People just don't invest money into things 
to watch it disappear. They invest money to things to see it grow and be more than just a, a giving back to the community. I think professional softball's got a shot. I really do. And I'm excited because I know the people that are behind it. I know the, the Floyds. I know Tina and Robert, and they're just rock stars. And they're going to grind until it gets to where it needs to be. And right now on the field, it is where it needs to be. Marketing, promotion, all those things. Oh, it'll grow as they continue to spread the word. But thanks, Drew. I'm glad you brought it up. Hey, speaking of softball, Josh Helmer, I don't know if you've caught this. Several of you on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line have. Oh, I don't know. Somebody from Stanford entering the portal? Now, real quick, before Tattoo Baker gets carried away. It is not Nyjah Kennedy. It's not Nyjah Kennedy. And I feel like I've had to do this at least two years in a row now. Who was, who was it Steelman was trying to get to OU from Wichita State? Was it Barnard or was it McKinney? I can't remember. I think it was Barnard, right, because she'd come off the big home run season. From Wichita State? Yeah, yeah, and everyone's like, oh, I hear she's transferring to OU. And we're like, I don't – She's not in the she's portal. She's not in the portal, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So apparently that's going on with an LSU pitcher. Right. I don't know where that came from. Um, but So you, you're here to say not probably happening from what you know about an LSU pitcher? Okay, I, can I – just real quick, real quick. I want to pull back real quick. I am, I am not making calls. I'm not reporting on this. I'm right. not. Right. So I just want to make that very clear because, I mean, it's, there's a part of it. Every so often the show gets aggregated, and while we're grateful for it, I'll then look back and read it and say, yeah, part of that is kind of my opinion on things. So um, just, just so you know. Who is aggregating? <laughs> well, I'm just saying some, a few people might mention it on, like, Facebook and things of that nature. Oh. That, to me, is considered aggregation for the show. Indeed. Because, to me, it gets out there and more people are like, hey, Plank and Josh have a show. I want to listen to it. More people then are like, I can't stand Plank. But they talk Sooners every day. All right, we'll come and listen to it. And look, <laughs> I'll pop they in for Toby. They got Toby. Um, but no, no, no. I um, – I don't think Kennedy's going in the portal. So don't don't get caught up in that. Now, Elena Vodder, who started game two against Oklahoma and was an All-American for Stanford, did enter her name in the portal. So I think that's a any arm, any arm that has All-American next to them, I think is someone that perks the antennas up a little bit. But it seems as if there are a lot of teams that are in on Vodder already as there should oh, be. as you would expect. I heard Georgia is very much in it, or at least I think I saw that somewhere. Uh, A&M has been very active in the portal with pitchers this offseason. And I think you're going to see, at the very least, Oklahoma. Hey, hey Feeler. What's going on? Elena Vodder, you know, you're from the Kansas City area. Come on down here to Norman and see what this new loves field is all about. We think you'll like it. And she comes in with a degree from Stanford. She's a grad transfer. I think it's a big deal for Kennedy to finish up her career at Stanford. Now, could she be someone in a grad year that you see go somewhere else? Possibly, potentially. But I don't – I'm sorry, Tattoo Baker. I don't think she's going to be someone that's headed to the portal anytime soon but so you, Vodder you, to me is a very interesting piece so are you saying that uh, reported NIL figures for Kennedy are uh, bogus now, I had someone tell me the other day that Nebraska had two million for Jordy Ball so let me tell you something right now there is no now but hey if there is if I'm Jordy Ball and if I'm Dave Ball or dad and I see what's going on right now with the, the ticket surge Man, I am like, all right, you better get some NIL deals going because this is incredible what just her transfer there has done for you're that sport. You're welcome. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome. 
You're welcome for the two national championships it, and to help build that profile. It, it can be transformative <laughs> sure. for that program. Yeah. I mean, that, that one decision, the ripple effect for Nebraska of what's going to happen going forward, we'll see if they can capitalize on it, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I'm, if I'm the coaching staff, I'm talking to anybody that's talented in the portal right now. Oh, absolutely. I, and, and, again, I, like I said, I was going back and forth with someone yesterday, and it ended up, I ended up getting so mad, and I'm not mad at the person. He's right for his take. It was, I want to trust the young, young arms instead of go get them. Again, man, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm not fighting for someone two days in a row on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. But with some of these names that are out there, I don't think you can ignore the opportunity to bring them on board. Well, if you can make the roster better, you make the roster better. All right, quick break. We owe you an uh, – what is a – FCC legal term for S-ton, Josh Helmer. We owe you a lot. A lot <laughs> on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text slide. We'll get to it next right here on The Ref. All right. Think about Goose Pop every time I hear this song. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. I have uh, a tribute that needs to be paid at some point today, and I don't think I'm going to, what's the word, emotionally be – in a place to do it until the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm i telling you what, man. We lost an absolute gem mm-hmm. in George Frazier. I'm just – I knew that, that he had been under the weather. He missed the Bedlam broadcast. I didn't realize how poorly he was feeling. And it just – you know, you see the, the, the tweet from the Rockies, then immediately you're, you're texting and calling people. I – it's great to hear from Don King last night. We talked for a while, but if you've been if, in a very greedily and selfishly way, if you've been with me for a minute in my career, then you know that George was a regular part of the big show with Pop and I. And he would come on, gosh, what was it, every Wednesday or Thursday, and he'd spend uh, you know 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, just talking baseball um, weekly on the buzz. So Really? Yeah, it was great. It was great. And this was – this was well before he'd even started doing games for, you know, Sooner Sports TV and ESPN Plus. But I um his I think Matt, I think oldest son, Matt Frazier, was one of my favorite basketball players to cover. Because uh, come on, man. White boy with hops. He could dunk. Like, that's my guy, Matt Frazier. <laughs> right. And fell in love with him and, and his family, and he's a and has been a very incredibly successful uh, officer in Tulsa, now detective. Uh, for me, I, I think stepped away too from law enforcement. Is a Parker, his youngest son, was a standout baseball player. A Bishop Kelly, George Stoya, always always loved watching Parker. So it's it was more than just hey, George was a great guest. We knew his family, right? We knew his wife. We mm-hmm. knew his mother in law came and and lived with him for a while. And he would tell the stories about them playing cards all morning and smoking. Sorry, excuse drinking coffee maybe smoking cigarettes too i don't know <laughs> but it was uh it was it was heartbreaking to see that for me personally last night you just again i, I want to talk about george as we head out the door in an hour from now it just reminds you that you always want to make sure that you tell people that you yes, care about them and yes and, yeah how much they mean to can, you can i just uh i opened locked on sooners last night with a just want to say rest right. in peace and and thoughts uh, and a little bit of a tribute to George Frazier. And uh, I, I didn't know him all that well. 
certainly didn't have him on a radio show as a regular mm-hmm. guest and knew his family or anything like that. But I, I, I did want to say this, and I think I didn't do that great of a job of it on the YouTube side last night. I think I'll do a better job today. I think one time, you know, or sometimes the, the great mark of a man or a woman or a person is not the way that they they treat Chris Plank, who they know very closely and mm-hmm. they go on the show with regularly, or, you know, somebody uh, with the Rockies or with Sooner Sports TV that, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, they can help you professionally, right? Right. I didn't know George Frazier very well at all, but uh, occasionally back here in this studio – Got to produce some some Sooner baseball games, and I can just tell you what you heard on the radio, that's who George was. I mean, he was that way with me, who he didn't know at all. Mm-hmm. He was that way with with everybody. And that humor and, and everything about him that was infectious, that's who George was to, to somebody that he didn't know at all. And I, I just, like I said, I mean, I think that is the greatest tribute or one of them that you can pay to somebody is – when, when you're the same for everybody, when you're just that, that's who George was. Josie and OU sent out a statement. I, great, I'm going to read this real quick, then we'll um, – oh, we'll just get a break and catch up. Um, we've lost some legends in the 918, man. J.V. Haney, Larry Eggie, now George Frazier. But uh, Josie – the entire Oklahoma family is saddened by the passing of George Frazier, a beloved alumnus and colleague. George was a proud Sooner, a member of two College World Series teams, an accomplished Major League picture, uh, pitcher and World Series champion. He later shared his witty, insightful, and uniquely entertaining perspective of the game through his television commentary. We were fortunate to call him a friend and teammate and to have him as a member of our baseball broadcasts for nine seasons. We'll miss him dearly, share our deepest condolences with his wife, Kay, Matt, Brian, Parker, his sons, daughter, Georgia. Oh, and Georgia was I, Georgia was a rock star, man. Is a rock star. So RIP George Frazier. So you mentioned you would be working the board, right? You'd be back in studio producing yep. the broadcast. Right here. Were you ever worried during a commercial break that you accidentally left the pot up and we were all going to get fired? <laughs> <laughs> or no. I, that's happened on many an occasion, and not just with George. You're like, whoa! Oh, yeah. He oh. was he was pretty well behaved. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't have to worry about George. We were always waiting for that moment whenever it just <laughs> and, and we're back in through. And let me tell you something about him, man. You're like, George, stop! <laughs> we're on the air. <laughs> Love the man. All right, let's get a break. When we come back, we'll get caught up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right here on The Ref. All right, let's hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right here on The Ref with Josh on Plank. We got two baseball games today at the College World Series. Last I checked, weather looks good. ORU and TCU followed by LSU and Tennessee. One o'clock start, uh, ESPN. What do you think of the of the Mike Monaco Ben McDonald, why am I blanking on the third guy in the booth? With I think them? it's I think it's really good. I think that's a really good booth. I put Kyle Peterson in there. I can't remember. Why can't I remember the third guy is? It's in that booth with him. But it's a really good booth. Yeah. And they love college baseball. Exactly. You, I mean, it just uh, it's so it's obvious. Really good. It's really good. Anyway, college baseball today. Let's see if ORU can keep it rolling. A couple of George Frazier thoughts, uh, and, and there's been numerous here today, but these two just came in after we mentioned it. Uh, the 918 writes, I used to go and shop George Frazier Sporting Goods Store at 36 in Hudson in Tulsa by Bishop Kelly. RIP George. Yeah, You know, I that was before – well, I mean, I don't think it was before I was in town – 
I mean, I started going to college there in 94, 93, actually. 30 years ago. What? Gosh. Don't. Please. Um, Don't say things like that. But it's it's crazy that I, I never knew he had a sporting goods show at our store until I started doing a show. And I was like, yeah, dude, he used to have a sporting goods store and it was over here. You got to remember, though, too, whenever I moved to Tulsa in the early 90s, if I left, if I went south of 15th in Delaware or 15th in Harvard, yeah. it was like a vacation. I was like, I don't know where I am. What, we, what is this what place? What is this place? And if we needed to get anything, we would just go to the Walmart on I, what was that, I-240 or I-244? Yeah, you're a college kid. Nothing yeah. exists outside your little bubble. And when I went to that Walmart, that's, uh, that was in North Tulsa, uh, usually nine out of ten times, it was a specific thing I'm getting, I'm in and out, and I want to get back home because this big scary town, I don't know anywhere. So that's probably why I didn't did, know. Did you ever think about going back home? Oh my gosh, my mom still bugs me today to come back home. Get it on. I'm 48 years old. And it's like, I, two years ago, Chris, there's an opening with the Cardinals. I'm like, yeah, yeah, mom. It's it's the play-by-play guy for the Cardinals. And Bob Costas is being mentioned for it. I don't think I'm going to be in that mix. Did you? Did you well, well right. you never know unless you don't apply. I'm like, what? I'll get. So, yes, I get it still today. But I the only time I nearly went home was after my first semester, after Heather Bell left to go back home and I was heartbroken but then I realized oh wait man this is a college campus there's like 8,000 Heather Bells here running around we're good let's go (laughs) and I gotta learn and the rest is history the rest is history now you got a great cushy gig you're making that's right making billions around here right now seven figure salary (laughs) I this one from the 580 writes I lived in Jefferson House in the 70s and knew George Frazier insert Howard Cosell impression when saying Frazier I will never forget his comment printed in Sports Illustrated when he was asked about putting any foreign substance on the baseball, and he said, quote, no, I only use stuff made in the good old U.S. of A. <laughs> yeah, what a quote. That That is uh, as good as it gets. Did you see the story Toby was telling about Dave Parker? And no. It's, on tw- it's, 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 a great, it's a great story where he had found a ring that Dave Parker had lost, and George said, I'll return it to you, but you got you to gotta go down on strikes the next time I face you. And Dave Parker's like, sure. And so Dave Parker comes up in a situation when, like, the base is loaded and two outs and Frazier's pitching, and he hollered out, hey, you owe me. And Parker shook his head, and then he took strike three right down the middle. And did he give him the ring back? <laughs> well, he, I think he'd already given it back to him. So oh. he just, hey, I give it back to you. You owe me a favor. <laughs> and he took care of it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. All right, to the topic of the day beyond just remembering the great George Frazier, we've talked a lot about the 2023 Oklahoma Sooners, and then in that – Shay and Jay Rogers piece that has OU going nine and three with losses. Help me out here, Josh, to TCU, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Yeah. He's got Texas going ten and two with wins over <laughs> Alabama. That's I guess all you need to know in that. Alabama, Oklahoma, and uh losses too. Hold on. Houston and TCU. And TCU, that's right. Those big rivalry games for Texas. The the Houston team that, oh, by the way, has the uh, lowest Lose, yeah. over-under win-loss total. Five. So, anyway, back to the point. Uh, 918, right? A couple stock questions here. The 918, right? So, do you think does stock come back in, uh, come back filling or replace or improve us from B. Willis being gone? And Frisco Sooner asks a very similar question. If he stays healthy, will Stogner be more productive this year than Willis a year ago? And then from the 5808, who writes, can Stogner play quarterback versus Texas, though? 
I mean, literally, this shows you. I we grinded and we came up with this topic and we talked about, hey, let's do this reveal of the thing live on the air. It'll be fun. <laughs> I brought I brought up I brought up a list. It has been fun. I brought up a list of my top season off season storylines I'm already done with. We've only reached number one on the list because it's is Texas back or not is Texas is back and Quinn Ewers is a franchise quarterback. We we talked, I mean, about the College World Series, yet we mentioned Austin Stogner for 0.8 seconds on the show, and it generated four text messages on this here program. <laughs> why do we even try? I, why? I don't know. Well, let's go one by one. I think, I think in all seriousness, though, Josh, a lot of people are putting a lot on Austin Stogner to be productive at the level and beyond that Braden Willis was for him last year. 39 grabs, 514 yards, seven touchdowns. So I, the seven touchdowns you almost just threw out the window. I mean, that's going to be tough for anybody. Braden Willis had a year, man. Had a really, really good season. 39 grabs, 514 yards for Braden Willis last year, okay? 26, 422 yards for Stogner in 2020. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns, 16.2 per catch. 13.2 per catch last season for Willis. So I think that he can, yeah, match or perhaps surpass what Willis did last season from a catch and yardage standpoint. Mm-hmm. I do because I think every every bit as much as Willis was the number one last year, I think Stogner projects to be that this year for OU. And there's so many questions about, you know, health. Yeah, it's, it's, is he And he looked good last year for South Carolina, but – how has he had changed as a player in a couple years he was away? Uh, CJ in Midwest City writes, Oklahoma will go 11-1. and one. That's to the Shehan piece. 9-3 and three is an improvement, writes the 9-1-8. All the while you have a clothes pin on your nose. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're better, but oh, yeah, not good. 405 writes, call me a homer, but I see us winning every game. I will believe they were. I believe they will be hungry to show the world and themselves they are not to be trifled with. What a word. Dropping trifled in on this show? Let's go. Top five stories of the day next.